to Doncic. Doncic pulls up, three-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! Doncic wins the game at the buzzer! What you preach, I guess about it talking trash. Now they want to pose with me like, uh-uh, not so fast. Hello everybody, it is Michael here, back with another video. And the Phoenix Suns have done it. They're the first team to officially make the NBA Finals. And I'm so happy for this team, man. I've been a big, big supporter of the Suns throughout the entire season. I love everything they uh, stand for top to bottom. This is a class organization. Uh, the job that James Jones has been able to do to reconstruct this team entirely has been fantastic. I think Monty Williams is the best coach in the NBA. Uh, I think he's just absolutely incredible, whether it be X's and O's or just uh, player uh, relations. Monty Williams is top tier, the best of the best in the business. Uh, and I just think this team top to bottom is very, very solid. They have a lot of players I like, and I'm just super happy uh, to see this happen. Chris Paul making his first NBA Finals is something that's really exciting because that's been the biggest knock on Chris Paul his entire career. You cannot question Chris Paul's talent. That is something I will never take anyone seriously questioning Chris Paul's talent. But winning at the top tier has always been a struggle for him. And I don't think it's always been his fault. I think a lot of the time he has just experienced some really unfortunate circumstances whether it be his own personal injuries or injuries of his teammates there's been just a lot of things in Chris Paul's career that have happened that have sucked and been very very bad for him so even though yes he's gotten a little bit lucky because the Suns were a more healthy team than basically every team left in the playoffs yes he's gotten lucky in that fact but this happens every single year. It's just on a bigger extent this year. I'm super happy for Chris Paul. And he was dominant this game. You could tell how important this was to him. He did not want to have this series extended to a game seven. So he came out and just dominated the entire game. 41 points, 8 assists. The way he was just killing it in the mid-range was beautiful to watch i always love watching chris paul mid-ranges he was hitting his outside shots he was being over dramatic and flopping as always it's just it's chris paul what can you expect but i'm super super happy for chris paul and uh i'm just really hoping he can get this ring because i think that makes a lot of uh interesting all-time discussions and i just think chris paul is one of the best basketball players that we've ever been able to watch and now he's finally getting the opportunity to win on the highest level uh Devin Booker didn't have a great game in this one didn't have a super great series as a whole but many times during the series hit the shots that he needed to and I'm super happy for Devin Booker as well someone who was called an empty stats guy uh, I've never understood that uh, I've always been someone who I've used empty stats but I've used it in rare cases and only cases where I thought it made sense uh guys like Andre Drummond and Hassan Whiteside, to me, were always empty stats guys. Those are guys who put up big numbers, but I feel didn't have much impact on winning. 
Uh, I feel the empty stats narrative has gone to the wrong people. It's gone to people like D-Book, gone to people like Trey Young, who were so young in their careers and were just dealing with really bad circumstances. And now we see them both having a competent organization around them and then both having a chance to face off in the finals. Very happy for Devin Booker as well. DeAndre Ayton has been fantastic this playoffs. They were looking for him more. And it worked out very, very well. Ian, someone who's uh, gotten overshadowed, which has been unfortunate just because there were so many great players to come out of his class. It's not even just Luca and Trey. You look at Shea Gildas Alexander. You look at Michael Porter Jr., Jaron Jackson Jr. There's a lot of talent to come out of that class. And DeAndre Ayan, while being consistently one of the best players in that class, didn't get talked about much because he is in a bit of a smaller market and the attention just went to other guys. He's a player who isn't that exciting traditionally. He's just very, very good at what he does and he's improved a lot. And whenever you listen to an interview uh, from this guy, he's just so appreciative. He's always talking about his teammates and how they help him be the player that he is. He's always talking about the coaching uh, he's just a guy who it's impossible for me not to love what DeAndre Ayan uh, does. He just seems like a great person on and off the court, and he's been fantastic. Uh, Jay Crowder someone who needed to step up at some point and have his big game, and he did it in the perfect time. Uh, he was always a big X factor throughout this series, and I consistently talked about uh, whoever's X-Factors were going to step up were likely going to be the teams that won the game. We saw Marcus Morris have his game uh, in Game 5, and then we see Jay Crowder have his game in Game 6. When Jay Crowder's hitting his outside shots, his team just runs completely differently. Uh, Mikhail Bridges, super underrated player as well. And their bench didn't do much, to be honest, uh, but I do like a lot of the guys on this bench Cameron Payne at certain points was making some pretty bad mistakes and was kind of letting the Clippers pull back in. When you see Chris Paul come back in, everything calms down, and it's smooth sailing throughout the rest of the game. Uh, but I do want to give some love, uh, a lot of love actually, to the Clippers as well because this is a team that has gone through a lot of this playoffs. They obviously uh, went down in certain series big time they had the Kawhi Leonard injury which obviously really really sucked uh, I think if Kawhi Leonard's out on the court we're seeing a completely different Clippers team and even a Clippers team that was missing a top five player on the planet was able to really fight against a fantastic uh, Suns team they were able to beat the Jazz and if I'm Kawhi I'm just running it back this team clearly under Tyron Liu has a different mindset to last year uh, last year's team and I think we see it in the 76ers with the Clippers old coach in Doc Rivers they had a very very similar mindset to what the Clippers uh, had last year but now we're seeing with a different coach this team is completely different they went from a team that whenever adversity adversity came they folded and they got crushed under pressure but they were the exact opposite this year. They were the team that you could never count out. That was always fighting back. And I got to give them a ton of love for that. While I would have loved Paul George to do more in this game. I wanted Paul George, no matter what the results were going to be, to go out swinging 
which I really didn't feel like he did. He was just all right this game when I wanted him to do as much as he could. Uh, I still got to give him a ton of credit. He had a fantastic playoff run. Uh, and until further noticed, we got to stop making all the Paul George jokes. He's one of the most talented players we have in this league, and we got to give him his credit. Uh, Marcus Morris had another uh, very good game here, and uh, that was nice to see. Terrence Mann is someone who emerged a ton this playoffs, and he's clearly a foundational piece uh, for this team going forward and gives them a lot of hope. Reggie Jackson didn't go out super great, but wow. What a playoff run for Reggie Jackson. He was absolutely ridiculous this playoffs. This was the best Reggie Jackson we've ever seen. He's going to get a bag uh, this summer. And personally, if I was him, I would just stay with the Clippers. I think this whole team should just run it back. If it fails next year, then obviously we have to have a discussion. Um, uh, obviously, if there's no injuries. But with how good this team looked this year... And with them finally seeming to figure it out, I think they should just all run it back, Reggie Jackson included. Uh, Patrick Beverly pisses me off a lot, but he was very good this series, even with him doing a lot of stuff that, again, annoyed me a lot. Uh, he was playing really good defense, not just actually him making it look like he's playing good defense by uh, just being super aggressive and uh, being all over the place. He was legitimately uh, stopping Devin Booker a lot and got to give him credit for that. Nicholas Batum is a great role player who was a fantastic pickup. He looked dead in Charlotte, but he got revived by the Clippers. It was a new opportunity for him where he had to prove he belonged in this league, and he did that exactly. Uh, Luke Kennard is someone who I would personally try and move on from. If they could somehow put together a Kyle Lowry trade, uh, that is something I've talked about a lot is them getting a playmaker. As good as this team is, I still think they're lacking that. They need what Rondo was supposed to be, but obviously just better than Rondo because at this point in his career, Rondo's not super great. Uh, but I think that idea of getting a playmaker in who can bring a lot of leadership to a team, that's something that they need to do. Uh, but they should keep their heads held up high. They have a really good coach over there. And they're uh, heading towards something good. So you just got to hope they're help healthy next year. And I, I think we could see the Clippers make a real, real run. Uh, but, yeah, congratulations to the Phoenix Suns, that whole organization. And uh, really great fight by the Los Angeles Clippers. But, uh, yeah, that's been the video. It's been Michael. Peace out.